Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Sprint Cup preview podcast and video. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined by Odds Checker's star, star, stable star tipster, Andy Holding. Every day, Andy's tips uh, on our site and on the app, the very best tipster around in our point of view. And it's a pleasure to be joined by you today, Andy. Uh, how have you been getting on over the last couple of weeks since we last spoke? Yeah, not bad. Um, last few days, as we said. Since the weather's turned, not not so good. Um, I can't really blame it, I suppose, because I mean, you, you know, you know what you're dealing with before you put your tips out. Just haven't had the rub of the green uh, since Monday, really. Uh, but yeah, last week was not too bad. Um, August on on the whole, I'd probably give myself a six, six and a half, seven out of ten at best. Um, I think I'm at about twenty odd points, which is not bad, but nothing like the, the heavy heights of July when I think we were about <laughs> sixty points up. I had a very good July, but um, yeah, it's always tricky this time of year. Um, with the ground changing, horses perhaps who've had hard runs, you know, are they going to keep running into their, their numbers that I, I get, uh, you know, when I when I download the sheets? Um, that, that's always the, that's always the main problem because you know you ha- you have to go or you have to trust your numbers as it were, and sometimes the horses uh, because they've had one or two hard runs, it's knowing when they've gone over the top or not, which is not as easy as it's, as as it um, suggests. Well, Andy, we're recording this at about 11 o'clock, just after 11 o'clock on Thursday morning. And you say you haven't had a great week. If I know anything, Andy, it's that uh, if you've had a barren couple of days, that means it's about to rain winners. So fingers crossed we're going to uncover some uh, over the weekend here. Uh, Before we get into the racing, I'm just going to point the listeners and the viewers in in the direction of the Odds Checker app, uh, the very best place for the best bookie offers, the best free bets, the very best prices, and of course, the best tipsters. Andy included there, the, the place to find Andy's tips first thing in the morning when you get up, before you have your cornflakes, uh, is the Odds Checker app, <laughs> where you can find his tips and his write-ups there as well. Um, for this podcast, we, as I said, we're recording just after 11 on Thursday, which makes it a little bit awkward in terms of previewing Saturday's racing, but that's what we're going to try and do. Um, the 48-hour um, decks are just about in, but the markets are changing as we speak. So please bear with us and forgive us if a couple of these prices are a little bit, um, yeah, just a little bit out of date. But we're going to start, of course, with the Sprint Cup. We're then going to talk about Enable um, and her return to the track at Kempton on Saturday. Then we're going to cover a couple of the other races at Haydock in the afternoon before maybe, if we have, have time, flag up a couple of bets for Andy. Uh, tomorrow on Friday but the Sprint Cup it is first and the favourite is Dream of Dreams at 3-1 to one, ahead of Hello Yumzane at 7-2 to two. Uh, Lopi Fernandez 6-1 to one, alongside Golden Horde Art Power 8-1 to one, and Tab Deed 10-1 to 16-1 uh, to one bar Andy always a tricky one to, to pick the winner of here do you think the market's got it right at the moment? It has in current form yeah there's no doubt about it that um, <clears throat> Dream of Dreams is victory at uh, Newbury, so spectacular was it that um, it's entitled him to a huge amount of respect. But let's not let uh, beat about the bush. He got well beat in this race last year. Just whether Dream of Dreams has improved um, in the interim period. I mean, it's hard to believe a horse has improved that dramatically from five to six. They use they're going to improve. They usually do from three to four. When they're young, as they get older, they sort of plateau a bit. So it all depends which Dream of Dreams turns up. The, the Newbury horse. He's he's definitely the right favourite, but last year's Dream of Dreams against Hello Yum's Aim and pretty much similar types of horses like the Tin Man, etc. Then you'd have to say that Hello Yum's Aim is, is arguably the value of the two as it stands. Let's, let's face it, Hello Yum's Aim hasn't done a, 
a huge amount wrong so far this season. His victory at Ascot over Dreamer Dreams, um, you know, stands the test. The ground was probably a little bit too lively for him in the July Cup, albeit he ran quite well and he got beat four lengths by Oxted. And um, then he was unlucky to come up against such a, a, a quality horse in Space Blues in the um, Morris de Geese last time, over six and a half at uh, Deauville. But those runs in Group 1 level prove that he's very much the standard bearer. And as it stands as well, the ground is very much in his ballpark. Um, it's soft, heavy in places as we speak on Thursday. There are showers forecast again for the next few days, so it's not likely to dry out too much. So it's very much going to be in his ballpark. Um, he's got a, a, a decent draw towards the near side, so if he wants to attack and ride from the front like he did last year, he's certainly got um, the sort of um, platform to do that. Um, and he's very much been trained for the race. So it's all about prices for me, really. I, I certainly am a massive respect to Dreamer of Dreams on that newbie run, but on the run last year... His defeat of Dream of Dreams at Ascot and his overall profile this season at the price is Hello Yumzane makes loads of appeal. So Hello Yumzane seven to two, seemingly the selection out of the top two in the market. Any others we can make cases for a bigger prices, Andy, or is it a case of just focusing on who's going to be the stronger out of those two? Well, I mean, you know, we can mention a few others that bring you know good solid form to the table uh, and, and uh, uh, certainly worthy of a look at big prices. Obviously, Golden Horde. Um, winner at Ascot, who I put up that day when he won the Golden Jubilee. Not so, quite so good in his last two runs, but he's, he's obviously a, a big player when, when he brings his best uh, performances to the table. Well, not a huge price as well, around about 25 to 1, I think you quoted. Archer's Dream from the informed James Fanshawe stable. Um, obviously, James has got the Tin Man in there, who's been a stable stalwart for many years, but I do think this one's an able replacement. He's four years younger. Um, you know, he, he only won a, a smaller race compared to what. Uh, you know, this lot have been running against the you know, snazzy jazzy last time out in the conditions race. But his time figures are good. And I like the way he's progressing and he will love the conditions. He's by Dream Ahead, of course, a side who absolutely reveled in uh, heavy ground. I think Dream Ahead, mem- remember him way back in the day, he won his uh, debut uh, at Nottingham by eight lengths on heavy ground. So he's very much imparted that um, trait onto his uh, offspring. Um, so I, I do think him with Tom Markin on board could run well at a very, very big price. But I think Hallo Yumzane is very much the one, certainly to beat in my eyes anyway. Hallo Yumzane, the one to beat at 7-2. to two. Archer's Dream, 33-1 to one with Paddy Power um, at the moment. So if you're looking for one of the big price to chance with uh, Tom Markwind on board, 33-1 to one seems a very fair price indeed. Um, we'll move on now and we'll move away from Haydock very, very briefly to Kempton for the Unibet September Stakes, where Enable is the 1-5 to five favourite ahead of Logician at 4-1. to one. Uh, Alan Yak is six to one. Prince of Aaron for Charlie Fellows eight to one. Fox Tal twelve to one. Uh, Tin and Darley twenty to one. Twenty five to one. Kirsten Bosch and Almania and punting sixty six to one. Uh, not sure this is a race I'll be punting on Andy myself, um, but we should talk about Enable. Uh, there seems to be kind of the narrative around Enable seems to be at the moment that she's not quite what she once was, but comes into this a very short price favourite. Can we find anything to take her on with? Or is it a case of just watching this prep run for, for bigger things coming up fairly soon? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not absolutely a buyer into that theory, either that she's not as good as what she was. I mean, I think she got beat last year in in, in the arc by track position more than anything else. And frankly, he had a chance to ride that race again. He might have stayed in, the, in his lane in the middle. And unfortunately, because he had his whip in his left hand, she drifted over towards the far side and, what guys came and picked her pocket late, late on. But a season up to that was was first class, you know, beating Crystal Ocean 
in an epic um, King George. Of course, she's um, already proven herself again in the same race, winning it for the third time uh, this year, beating um, you know a good Irish Derby win in the shape of Sovereign. Um, and a run behind Gaeth, as it's turned out, looks even better mm. now than it did perhaps back in June. Um, Gaeth, obviously, you know, great winner of the Judmonts. Virtually unbeatable, having a mile and a quarter. John Gosden didn't have 100% that day, which he told us about beforehand and afterwards. She, she took a good blow that day. She's very much had the Arc de Triumph as her main target all season long. I know he trained her for the King George, but this is very much the prep. He's used this race before uh, when he beat uh, when she beat Crystal Ocean, of course, on the way to victory a couple of years ago. So everything looks rosy and gone as far as I can see. She thrives. She loves her racing. Uh, she's very much a professional um, and as it stands at the moment, I'd sooner back her perhaps than I would love because she's already been there and proven herself at Longchamp um, time and time again and in all these big group ones whereas Love obviously um, hasn't um, had a chance to sort of run against the Colts and the older, older Gelding so far uh, throughout her career. So um, I think this will just be an exercise in Frankie just blowing away the cobwebs and just all using this as a as a as a the best possible prep as, as they can. They can. It'll almost like be a piece of homework for her, I'd imagine. Well, let's quickly touch on the, the ARC market then, because this, is, of course, is just, you know, one part of the plan for Enable's bid to, to reclaim her crown um, in Paris. And, and, and Love is the two-to-one favourite as it stands at the moment for the ARC, with Enable three-to-one best price. That is with Unibet. Um, Gaiath currently 10-to-one. But, of course, you know, when it comes down to talking about the other horses, we're not entirely sure who's going to be aimed at the race but that is not the case with the top two and at, at three to one I mean would you in what you're saying would you rather have if, if you were drawing up the book for for the arc at the moment would you have enable as the favorite would you flip those two around I would yeah because there's not doubts about love as such um but you know there, there were a little one or two murmur murmurings let's say that the ground at York might not necessarily be in her favor uh, as it turned out, it wasn't as bad. I think they had quite a drying wind the day that she ran, and uh, it was just on the easy side of good. But let's say if it was soft or heavy in places, we get a really um, autumnal um, Paris, um, which you know we can get as we've seen around here. You know, it can come down in biblical quantities, can't it? And within the space of a few days. So let's say it was on the soft side. That would definitely put a, a little bit of a risk in, into Love's pre- um, prospects. Um, she, you know, she's she's very much. A fast ground filly, she's by Galileo, she floats across the surface. So a slog in the mud over a mile and a half, let's say, if it was that, wouldn't necessarily be ideal for her. Whereas Enable, you know, she's proven herself on all terrains. She can handle good, good to firm. She can handle soft, heavy. She liked a battle as well. You know, we've seen her roll her sleeves up. So I think if you're looking at an anti-post bet now, if you're back to Enable, you're pretty much sure of what she's got all bases covered. Whereas if, if you're thinking about backing love now at that price... There are you'd be a little bit more um, nervous about the, the in the build up to the contest. You might as well wait to the day if you're going to back love. I would suggest it's seven or four rather than take two to one mm. now. Um, there doesn't seem any mileage in her price at all. Whereas enable, she just hasn't got any questions to answer. Andy, that's why we love you. I've asked you to join me on Skype to preview the Sprint Cup and we've ended up giving an art preview. Absolutely superb stuff. Um, we'll move on now to uh, back to Haydock on Saturday. We're going to be talking about the uh, Superior Mile, the Betfair Superior Mile, the Group 3. And my Oberon heads up the market. Just Paddy Power out with prices at the moment uh, at 11.30 on Thursday morning. Uh, my Oberon is 2-1. to one. Calusi 11-4. to four. Top Rank and Stormy Antarctic both 6-1. to one. Dark Vision 9-1. to one. 
Kinross and Kaser both ten to one, uh, and uh, Grange is thirty three to one. And the eight run at the moment, um, market just about reforming. This is probably the first time you've seen it at, at the prices. Anything catching your eye? Yeah, I think these uh, two uh, that the bookmakers are priced at favourite um, are very much the two to concentrate on. The two upperly mobile three year olds, uh, both coming here off the back of defeats last time out, but good defeats uh, at Goodwood for, through various circumstances. Uh, the ground was probably a little bit on the quick side for Calusi. Didn't handle the track behind Tilsat, but it was still a very good run. Travelled through the race really well. Um, and if you go back to Tascot win on soft ground, which the ground, of course, is likely to beat Haydock over the weekend, then you'll find that this horse beat a very good field in, a, in the Britannia handicap. It is a handicap, that, but only in, real, only in all but name. Um, you know, the horses it beat have subsequently gone on to Frank Lafon. The time figure is exceptionally good. And back on that surface, Calusi is very much, uh, I think, the, what the ones have beat. Albeit, I've, I've got a bit of time for my Oberon. I actually tipped up my Oberon um, at Goodwood. It was a bit of an audacious tip because, um, obviously, got to beat Tilsit and Calusi. Uh, and as it turned out, um, he came out with a great amount of credit. He always got knocked through the rail, if you remember. I think Ryan Moore... Um, couldn't do anything about it on the winner tills. He just drifted in and uh, smashed into William Haggis's charge. Connections of my Oberon a little bit uh, non-plus that they perhaps didn't get the, the um, results in the stewards' room. I thought Tills it was the best horse on the day myself. But it just shows you what how, what um, progress my Oberon has made in a very short space of time. Got well beat first time out. A devastating victory on the Naysmore at York in a very quick time. Certainly suggested he was group class. Proved it last time in that group three. It's an interesting matchup between the two. They both now clash again um, on ground that will probably, I would say, more favour Calusi than it might be might Oberon, my Oberon. But uh, yeah, they're, they're two very exciting horses, and you know, one's going to be two to one, the other one's going to be five to two. You're splitting hairs really. Um, so yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to race to the race to watch. Perhaps for not to betting because. Like I say, I don't think there's a massive amount of juice between them, and and you know, on, on, under these conditions, they're going to be very difficult to split. With eight runners as it stands, can we make a case for any others at bigger prices? Uh, certainly, think you can with Kinross. Um, he's been a little bit disappointing this so far this season, has to be said. Big things are expected of him, of course, last year after he won his maiden, and albeit he's been in very choppy waters, i.e., you know, the the, the Guineas and and the, the race at Pinatubo won, of course, the. Um, mm the French equivalent, um, he's still probably not got where connections might have hoping he might then, you know, he might have taken them. But this is the, with the first time he's going to have genuine juice in the ground. It was good to ferment Newmarket, good at, in France. He's going to get soft ground on over the weekend. And the only time he's ever had soft ground in his like on the turf, he absolutely battered his field at Newmarket and clocked him a world, a worldy time. So I wouldn't, necessarily write him off completely and, and of course Rafe Beckett's also in fantastic form at the moment as well so with the day going, going out to post I'd sooner look towards him of the each way alternatives being the other three year old that he's likely to improve now he's going to have his conditions at this time of year So Kinross there maybe a speculative one at 10 to 1 uh, probably with the forecast worth waiting to the day to have a bet each way because you don't want to have a bet now and then one comes out and no. suddenly you're backing uh, with only an each way bet with only two places. Um, finally, we're going to talk about the Betfair Exchange Old Borough Cup, uh, the handicap run over uh, a mile and six furlong. 17 uh, are still in as it stands in what looks a pretty open field. Uh, Glenn Cadham Glory, 
nearly the Ebor hero. Um, Dale Carter tipped up Dan Cadden Glory in this podcast, and I think 50 to 1 at the time, um, just touched off by the Varian uh, horse that won that race uh, for Jaya Prince. Uh, Rhythmic Intent is the 15 to 2 second favourite ahead of Cape Coast and Future Investment, both at 8 to 1. Dark Jedi, 10 to 1. Australis, 12 to 1. Uh, Rajinsky and Unit Glen, the same price, 14 to 1 bar. A lot of interesting runners here, Andy. Um, who do you think is best set to uh, to attack this? Um, well, the conditions are obviously going to be more favourable than, than others. Um, whether they'll suit Glenn Cadam Glory, I, I wouldn't necessarily be sure. And he's, he's got the steady of nine stone uh, ten to, to contend with. And he had, of course, a hard race only 14 days ago in that aforementioned Ebor, um, which was a good tip by Dowell, in all fairness to him, at 50 to 1. Um the ground certainly won't be uh, an inconvenience to rhythmic intent. And at this very early stage, 15 to 2 top price, he'd be the one I'd be looking towards. Um, he's only blip, blip on his dance card in the last few months, came at, at Newmarket when he was sent off actually odds on favour in a handicap, but he got beat. Um, put down to two sets of circumstances, pre- predominantly because of the good to firm ground, secondly because the Stuart Williams team were bang out and nick. But subsequently, in the last 14 days, Stuart Williams has had. Um, a little bit of a mini recovery. He's had a couple of winners, including this fella. And this fella got back on his soft ground the other day when he won at Newbury, beat Funtis Peace quite readily. And if you go back to his run behind Trushan last season when the ground was on the easy side, that handicap, as I've referred to many times on the podcast, uh, was a sensational one. So many subsequent winners out of that race that Trushan won. You know, your first in lines, Trader, uh, Derivo, Dreamweaver, Country, Cape Cavallo, Sky Max, Natty Knight, Sinjari. Of course, the John Smith's hero. These were all absolutely slaughtered by Trushan that day. So Rhythmic Intent came out of that race with great credit. He's now uh, considerably higher. I think he's around about £12 higher than, than in the ratings. But he keeps improving. He likes um, uh, plenty of digging the ground, which he'll get. And I think the further he goes, the better a base. I think the step up to Mile 6 will definitely play into his strengths. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite liking his chances at this very moment in time. Rhythmic content, fifteen to two. Any others at bigger prices we can look at down the hit, down the list? Um, Kate Cross, he's got to be a consideration. He's not necessarily further down the list, but he won on soft ground last time out. I was quite impressed with him. And in Indianapolis as well, he's another one to mention when the grounds or the mud's flying. Um, he ran really well at York last time out over two miles. He he's run um, numerous good races at this time of year when when there's been ease in the ground. He does like it here at Haydock. Um, so he, I think he was fourth in the Old Newton Cup last year behind Kelly's Dino. So he's definitely one to consider. Um, James Gibbons also in good form. So just a couple of others to mention. But yeah, very strong on that for you, Alvin. The content, I think he represents the best form. And given that we're coming to the end of this of this podcast, Andy, would you say with the content out of the races we've spoken about would be the bet you'd have at the prices at the moment? He's one of the ones I'm, I'm definitely looking to put up. Like I say, Kalusi, my eyebrow on that clash, I'm not so sure. I'll definitely put up something in the, in the Sprint Cup. There's no doubt about that unless something completely changes my mind. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll be amazed if I don't put rhythmic intent up um, come Saturday. I'm afraid to say that brings us to the end of this podcast and video. Uh, we do not have time. The markets haven't reformed. The cards haven't fallen our way uh, to talk about Friday's racing. But I can guarantee you that if you want to know Andy's thoughts on the card tomorrow, uh, on all the cards tomorrow, just check the Odds Checker app at about nine o'clock tomorrow morning for Andy's write-up and all of his tips. It's the best app to have. It's the most important app to have for your betting over the weekend for the very best prices, 
the best bookie offers, free bets, and the best tipsters as well. So please do download the Odds Checker app now and ensure that you keep reading Andy's stuff. Plenty more content coming up both on the Odds Checker podcast and over on the YouTube channel. So please do subscribe there as well. Thank you very much to Andy. Uh, hope you enjoy the racing and please do gamble responsibly. Mm-hmm.